Pony Breath. Oh, and welcome to the Pony Breath podcast. Um, I'm Ash, and I'm here with my lovely co-host today, Courtney. Hello. Are you there, Courtney? Pony Breath. Hi, Ash. (laughs) Charlie just spoke over you. Hi, how are you going today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm happy. I'm a little bit high on the coffee. Uh oh, watch out now. I know. To worry me and my psychoactive drug addiction. <laughs> I get it. I'm a. I'm a. <laughs> oh, hello, ponies. The ponies are the I forgot about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, They're high up. They're high on something else. <laughs> high on life. High on being brushed. Oh. High on being ridden. Maybe. Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. So today we're... What are we doing today? We're just... Slowly moving along. We wanted to create a positive space today. A space of no judgment. But we also wanted to ask each other hard-hitting questions, because that's what everybody expects from this podcast. (laughs) Hard-hitting journalism. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all uh, all three of our listeners, two of them being us, would really like to know. Yeah, it's three, <laughs> I think. Three. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. Three other listeners. Yeah. Okay. I personally want to know. I think it's great. No judgment, hard-hitting journalism. Yeah. Because we're, uh, you know, a safe safe space of no judgment and well judgment for some things yeah yeah maybe we shouldn't we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves <laughs> i could say some wild stuff that really deserves it to be honest okay and i will call that out i will call that out if we feel that we're impinging on uh, people's ears um obviously you know there's a few things like i'm not a very big fan of police let me just say, put that out there. I'm sure there's great police, but, you know. Mm. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of violence against women. That's good. That's good. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't question that, but, you know, now that you've said it, that does bring me some comfort. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad. As uh, half of our, you know, half of our team is is female, so right, it would make sense that I am that way. So, do we want to get into some hard hitting questions that the the three listeners want to hear? I think that sounds like a great idea. Oh, okay. So, mm. 
What's one form of self-expression you've been too hesitant to explore? I need thinking one? music. Shit. No, I think I already have an answer. <laughs> okay. There's so many different forms of expression. Thank you. <laughs> um, there's so many different forms of expression out there. Um, artistic expression is the one that I would say I have the hardest time exploring or I'm too afraid to explore, whether it's visual art or even dance. Those things are, are hard for me to get outside of myself and really let loose with and, and really just go with the flow. I think I, you know, I, I never really, um, allow myself the freedom to mm-hmm. let my, let the lucidity of, of artistic expression flow. Cause you, you're obviously famous for your cloud rap. Right. Well, you know, which, I guess is a is definitely a form of artistic expression, but I would say it's more some, of a. There were some dance moves in that. Will we be linking to was, that in the um, description? Uh, <laughs> I do we ho- hope and pray that that is no longer even available on the web. <laughs> oh come on! Somebody's got to save it. I need to talk I to Kate. It. I was buttering up Kate the other day. Kate's an old friend of ours, a mutual friend. She's not one of the listeners, I'm sure. Right. But, you know, maybe one day. I guess, you know, when I was younger, it was easier to express myself through artistic endeavors. I think as I've gotten older, you know, and in the climate that we're in, I I find um, a lot of my past artwork to be, hmm, how can I say this, cringy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is the is the phrase I would say, and I think as I've gotten older, I've, I've matured a little bit, and I find it, uh, you know, some of that stuff to be embarrassing. But and you know, maybe that's maybe that's not necessarily a good thing. I, I don't feel like I have as much freedom as I did to express myself that way. But how about you? I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure with this. I've been. How are they wording the question again? They're wording it self. Oh, right. Okay. Usually, it's talking about my. Like I can write about myself, but sometimes talking about myself or talking about my own feelings in a situation is. If you're not feeling great, or you don't think you're a viable human entity, mm-hmm. you're feeling just a bit shit about yourself, or you have a intense self-monologue that's quite negative, I think I find it hard to be able to um, tell people how I feel in a situation. I'll be hesitant to actually express mm-hmm. that. So sometimes things will happen that I'm not happy with, but I won't actually say anything because I, I don't think I'm worth enough to... That's when I'm bad, though. That's not always how I feel. I don't want to get people um, feeling yeah. sorry for me or anything. But there's like that's. No, I understand. I'm kind of be- becoming a, sort of aware that that's actually a, a thing that happens that I don't actually say stuff if I'm not feeling good. Do you think that 
when you have something to say that it would be easier for you to write someone a letter than to say it in person? Yeah, sometimes I have to take time if I'm not happy about something. But then if I don't actually say it and it becomes too long, there's this there's this window of opportunity and then you just kind of then I feel bad that I didn't say anything and people think I agree with it and then unless it's really repugnant but then I'll usually say something straight up or redirect the person if there's racism or sexism in the yeah but I I can relate to that I think sort of a bit of a you know yeah I have to do it at work sometimes when people will come out with certain stuff. I can redirect it to a sort of degree if they start talking sort of racist tropes. But I can't actually, because of my job, I can't actually go, no, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And I I, I can't be, you know, I can't be combative in that kind of thing. So that kind of works in a way, not being a combative person at times, but then it's... Yeah, yeah, it becomes really hard sometimes. Like, I should be yeah. saying something here. Yeah, speaking up about anything um, like that can be really hard because there's always the fe- there's usually a lot of fear associated with it. About you know you can't you can control what you say or how you're presented, but you can't control others and how they react, and that can sometimes cause like. Mm. some fear I, I realize that sometimes with my job too you know people say things that are really out of pocket and you know because i work in a professional environment i'm not allowed to really speak up on certain on certain things um you know but also just avoiding conflict you know or is a is a big one for me yeah yeah i think that's a that's a hard one that's like you want to you want to be able to say what you want to say but you know that sometimes that's going to be that's going to rile people up. And if you're not, you know, you haven't sort of versed yourself in the ninjutsu of of, <laughs> of speech. So sometimes I will write, like, will write, like you said, like sometimes if I can compose stuff, I will, I will do that because it's, yeah. it's, it's easier. Yeah. To get at what you need to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, interpersonally, that's that's how. I mean, I can. I feel like with most friendships, I can. I'm I'm happy to talk about myself or my feelings, but if there's a conflict, I think my emotions get the best of me most of the time. So it's really hard for me. And when my when I feel something that's, you know, emotionally charged. <laughs> like that ponies feeling that's how i feel on the inside yeah you know and uh I, it makes it harder for me to get my words out and i don't end up saying the thing that i want to say or it comes out wrong or i um fumble over my words but i am a lot more eloquent if i can write it down and really process and think out um what exactly i want to say and how i i feel about something yeah yeah i think that's the way to the go for some of us but i think that's the thing is do we get to a part part in our life where we feel we can be vulnerable with other people and actually uh, speak speak our truth? You know, 
and not yeah. be scared of what somebody else is going to say. Yeah, is that assertiveness, would you say? Yeah, I guess so. It's about learning how to, I guess, like, learning with the, how to, it's just, it is a learned skill. And I think that's the thing is, my whole story is to avoid conflict at all, <laughs> at all, mm-hmm. all turns. But sometimes, you know, that's, you know, not the way I want to be perceived at all. Yeah. Yeah, I same. Yes, but I, you know, I think I think for me sometimes it can be a little bit of a shame response just because I've grown up in a pretty invalidating um, environment. So, uh, you know, when I speak up and that's, you know, I think I've I've learned to rather avoid conflict than to be invalidated for something that I feel strongly about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it does really have a lot to do with how we yeah how we've grown up and how that and how we stay alive i think and get our needs met mm-hmm. yeah should we should i um ask another question for ask another question sure you can you've got the you've got the uh, a- you've got our list haven't you of uh yeah of our questions yeah we have a list yeah, least, I yeah, just saw one. We, we prepared <laughs> this week to say no. We're, there's a lot of production going into this. How long was it? You're a great producer. <laughs> you said, oh, um, I'll be there in 25 minutes. Think of a topic. It's up to you. <laughs> got it. Okay. Mm. Okay, have you got another um the question I have is what about the current world would be most surprising to your younger self? Oh yeah. Right. Okay. This is where I need the thinking music. Do, 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 do. <laughs> surprising. Um, Oh, that's a hard one. I think what would be surprising? I think uh, when I was growing up, I hoped that people, I didn't really see this in my normal life, but just people having compassion for other people. I thought people, as I grew older, would be more human and more caring of each other. Mm-hmm. And, it's a, and it's surprising to me that they're they're not. Is that dark? <laughs> no, I. That's fair. I mean, especially. I mean, do you do you think just people in your everyday life, or just like politics or society, kind of thing? Yeah, I think. Pe- I I understand people are very. You know, they're about their own tribe, their own families, or their own self self preservation. So the world has become because we live in a capitalist society. You've got to. You've got to um, you've got to make your way. You've got to make your money. You've got to you know you've got to step on other people sometimes to. And I don't really understand that and why somebody would want to do that. So you I you were always going to have a lower class, you know. And 
It's just, yeah. Because I, I work with a lot of people, you know, on the fringes of society and have for many years. And, and I think, you know, they're as viable people as anybody else, you know. And, and they have hopes and dreams like other people. I think, yeah. So I just want people to have more compassion for each other and try to understand each other, but also be accepting to listen to each other. I guess it's surprising that people... And there's probably some sort of psychology about it, why people, when people are fearful, and I guess this probably happened, you saw stuff around COVID where people weren't helping each other kind of stuff, and I'm not sure whether how that manifested itself in the States. But we would have runs on grocery stores and stuff like that. And there was people fighting over toilet paper. Did you have that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. It was pretty chaotic, actually. But how how tenuous is our, is our society? Like, how quickly could it all just break down? I guess that, it always seems so tenuous. I grew up, you know, there was nuclear threat, kind of Cold War sort of stuff happening when I was a, a kid. And it still seems really tenuous, even though, well, <clears throat> well, Biden is really this is this is where we go on the tangent. It seems like um, no, 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 it's okay. It seems like you know that sort of stuff is starting to rev up again. You know, it's the east versus the west, and so are we due another cold war? Yeah, I mean, if we're due one, that's I don't that know. seems. Uh, yeah, I mean that it makes sense. Yeah, I just yeah. Unfortunately, and I research a lot of um, you know far right groups in Australia and stuff, and so I don't know. I see the rise of them as well, and it being it, the intolerance in the world. And people pointing fingers and not accepting any sort of blame, blame themselves. You know? Yeah. We need to be Definitely. focusing on climate change, kids. <laughs> climate yeah, change. Yeah, it's hard. Where climate change is real podcast. <laughs> or, or climate unless, change <laughs> is real. <laughs> unless you're, you've got something to reveal, Courtney. <laughs> no, I believe I think climate change is real. I just I I feel bad we're under a system that doesn't allow us the you know it's almost like we're punished for we live in we live under a system that at least in, definitely in the United States that punishes us for um for acknowledging and striving to combat climate change you know mm -hmm. and i've and uh that's really where where i get um tripped up a lot of the time when it comes to this because i would understand as much as i don't agree with the people that oppose climate change i can understand what has led them to that to that thought because um you know the powers that be are 
are constantly promoting the use of plastic. And we have, we had a president that told us that, you know, climate change isn't real and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of this stuff. And, you know, and, and I think about the systems in place that we have to combat that as far as like recycle, you know, even like recycling in Chicago, we have the lowest, um, Yeah. We had the lowest, I think, um, acceptance of recycling. Like, I think the the trash, like, like a, a negligible amount is actually recycled from the amount that people recycle here. So it's almost um, not like even encouraged at all to recycle. Yeah. Well, our prime minister brought a lump of coal into the parliament and held it up and said, "Don't be frightened of it." No. Yeah. I can show you the clip. It's amazing. Uh, so we, you know, we're the largest exporter of coal in the world. And both parties have said they will. So we're trying to get to net zero. You know, what is it? 2035, I think we're aiming for here. Uh, but they're talking about opening new coal mines. So that's not going to happen. Like you're not going to get to net zero. How? Yeah. You have. Would it? Yeah, it just doesn't work. So I don't know. There needs to be some really severe change. We have the lowest uptake of electric vehicles in the world as well. We're one of the lowest. We're down in the bottom ten, I think. So we're one of the lowest countries. I don't think we're actually the lowest. But the, yeah, so it's 1.2% of cars are electric vehicles. So more people yeah. have been vaccinated, I think, than, uh, well, that's only 1.5, I think. So, <laughs> see, you're up to 50%. Uh, oh, vaccination. That's great. Look at you guys. Wow, I love getting my. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Go America. Get vaccinated. Yeah. I love getting my American news from you. That's my favorite part of our discussion. <laughs> yeah, you're up to 150 million people, I think, or close to, in the um, of the adult population. So you're half the adult population has been vaccinated, which is amazing. It's so cool. Yeah, it's great. I think a lot of people are being turned off from it now because of the Johnson and Johnson, um, sort of fiasco. Did you hear about that? No, what happened? We have AstraZeneca here. So there's blood clotting stuff. Oh, that's exactly what Johnson and Johnson. Wow. AstraZeneca is the most beautiful name I've ever heard of anything. That's a beautiful name. (laughs) We need a. That'll be our next podcast that everybody can inject. I'm going to name my daughter AstraZeneca. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. It's made out of uh, monkey poo that a monkey that had COVID out of the excrement. Oh, is it? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Johnson and Johnson. But I think they derive the same way, the Johnson & Johnson one and the AstraZeneca one, the way they derive. Right. There's some name for it, and um, I'm, we're not a, 
immunology. Oh, I can't even say that word. Immunologist, immunologist, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There we go. Um, yeah, so uh, so I guess they're both causing blood clots. So I remember I I took um, I had a driver um, take me to an appointment, a lift or lift driver, uh-huh. and uh, they and I'm you know I'm fully vaccinated, and and I was asking them about that, and they said that they were going to get the vaccination, and they had an appointment. And then that same day is when they sent out the reports of the blood mm-hmm. clotting. And then he decided that he no longer is interested in getting a vaccination at all. At all. At no, all. They're, they're really specific types. I think people can't, they're derived in a certain way. And they're the, and I think it is just Johnson and Johnson and your daughter, AstraZeneca, the, mm-hmm. your unborn daughter, the, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're derived in a certain way. There is a variety. And I think it's... We've had two people pass in Australia. But, um, yeah, so they made the ruling that people under 50 can't can't get it. So that's me out of the picture until October when the Pfizer mm-hmm. comes back in ah okay so we've made an order for some Pfizer mate wow Pfizer that's a hot one yeah so it took them four months to make the order from when they were asked last June by Pfizer to September I think and then they went oh yeah we'll have some by then there wasn't any stocks so you know Mm. it's like when you went the want the hot hot Christmas present that you have to buy in June for December. <laughs> yeah. For it. Yeah, it's on layaway. <laughs> yeah. But we decided not to give them any communication apparently. But right. yeah, so it's been a real real stuff up here. So um yeah. We'll get there, though. That's tough. Yeah, I hope so, because that is tough. We need to. We'll get there. We're, we still have very low numbers, so that's there's not any community transmission at the moment in my state, which is good. But they're pressing to start opening the international borders, and that's not good idea if we don't have a vaccinated population and the people coming back will end up being more better vaccinated than people in the country so uh, that's that's awful if they open up the borders before the majority is vaccinated yeah that'd so, be a disaster well we can travel to we can there's one country we can internationally travel to though now where's that I can travel to New Zealand. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can across, you know anyone over there? Across the ditch. Yes, my mother-in-law lives uh, in near Invercargill. And where? Invercargill. It's right down the bottom of the South Island. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever see the the world's fastest Indian? 
No. Anthony Hopkins. No. The only thing I know about New Zealand is um, Lord of the Rings. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen and any... Flight of the Concords. <laughs> yeah, Flight of the Concords. So you've seen Tyker's work, and you've yeah. seen um, Old Mate, Old Mate's work. Have you seen mm-hmm. any other films by? Uh, why is that name escaping me? Peter Jackson. I didn't even know he made any others. <laughs> oh wow! 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 <laughs> Oh, wow, you're in for a treat then. If we can find you some, um, I'll have to send you some, on some Wii transfers. I'll send you some films. He made a all-puppet epic uh, called Meet the Feebles. He's made some horrors like uh, Brain Dead and, yeah, He's an amazing. Uh, you would have seen. Maybe King, I have seen some. You would have seen King Kong, though. He's King Kong. Did you see? Yes, I did see that one <laughs> with uh, Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the best King Kong. I don't. I don't think it's the best depiction. I don't think the CGI was ready for Peter at that stage, but they developed a lot of stuff and became a lot better. They released a um, a World War One movie where they they worked on all this um, footage and because some of it was like fifteen frames a second, so it was really fast and stuff. So they added all the other frames and um, yeah, colorized it and stuff. So. It's quite amazing they're, what they're doing there. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But, let's, uh, yeah, I wonder if, how, has he made anything of note after the, uh, the the trilogy? What did he, let me just have a look at these. It's not really, let's see, there's Peter, Peter J, and he comes up as first. Let me just have a look at. He's quite a. So he did bad taste. So his top four is Lord of the Rings and then Bad Taste. <laughs> then <it> goes <laughs> one of the other Lord of the Rings and then it goes King Kong. Uh, oh, okay. He's going to do a. There's going to be another Adventures of Tintin. That he's working on, because he worked with Steven Spielberg on that. He was the producer on District Nine. Do you remember that? Um, yes. Yeah. So he's the one that got the money up for that one, which is quite good. They shall not grow old is after The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings that you should see. But yeah, it's all right. Okay, now we're up to the quick fire round. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready for the compliments round? Oh, compliments round. Okay. Okay. So, Are we just going to shoot compliments back and forth? Yeah, okay. Do you have a list? 
idea of the list. <laughs> Wait a um, I'll send you a list. I'll send you a list. Wait a second. Okay. Um, so sometimes people... I have a list. You have a list? Sometimes people find um, taking compliments um, hard. So, especially if you don't feel very good about yourself. So we thought about complimenting each other. And I guess part of complimenting somebody is actually accepting the compliment. And how do you do that? Yeah. How do, how do you think you go with compliments? I I um I don't uh particularly care for them that often. I I find them uh, to be uncomfortable for me when I'm given a compliment. I I love I usually go down the uh the loving roast. Yeah. <laughs> the so the you... gentle dig you know, self-deprecating thing. Yeah, so when somebody gives me a compliment, mm-hmm. my um, yeah, I become a little self-conscious, and my instinct is to say, uh, to to laugh at it, or to say, uh, to say, oh, that's you know something that would combat it. Essentially, how about you? <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I'm pretty much like that as well. Make a joke of stuff, but for, yeah. but. I guess that's the thing is if you do that with some people, it seems quite disrespectful for, to not actually accept their their compliment with grace. But I think, I don't know. What is grace, truly? I've never met her. <laughs> I did actually. Grace. No, no grace. It's okay. Hmm. Okay. I used to have to say grace every dinner. Oh, wow. You had, did you all hold hands and go, Grace Kelly? (laughs) No. (laughs) Not quite the hand-holding, but we all have to say the same thing. Okay. You want to hear the Grace? What would you, you all had to say the same thing, so it's not like Courtney. Oh, no. Could you? No, one of us would say it, yeah, and then we'd we'd all hold our hands together, close our eyes, and we would uh-huh. say, "Bless is the Lord for these I gifts which we're about to receive from Thy uh-huh. bounty and through Christ our Lord." Amen. Okay, but you Not never sort of just like went full rogue on that. Um. No, I you know. Of- you sort of thanked other things you know like thank you for my wonderful family only on thanksgiving lack of of acceptance of me (laughs) it's made me a stronger person (laughs) yeah i'm sure we only ever people i apologize they are no 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 no, you you have it, you know, bless my family, you know, bless their heart, but you are absolutely right. And and no, the only time we ever actually went in depth was on um, the holiday Thanksgiving is when we would go around and all say something we're oh, yeah. thankful for during grace before we ate our food. And that's usually where people would go a little, uh, little off, off the beaten path with what they're <laughs> thankful for. <laughs> off script, off script. Yeah, it was the calm before the inevitable you know, after a bottle of wine arguments we would all have. Oh, yeah. Because that is the, 
that there is a sort of trope about dealing with your drunk grandparents or your drunk auntie or uncle on the, right. on those kind of days and how do you how do you deal with that stuff like and i guess yeah yeah it's a tough one cuz around us it's christmas is always bigger kind of thing that's like people come together we don't have the the sort of um the the thanking of the indigenous people like you do before you killed them um so you know it's this yeah i think it's a good holiday though the thanksgiving one it's a pilgrims holiday isn't it yeah i think so the pilgrims (laughs) yeah the pilgrims and the native americans and apparently we had some peaceful dinner where you know they gave us corn and it's but it's all not real (laughs) yeah do you have like that thing where certain parts of your folklore are just that like they're like folk, folk stories, yeah. Because we have that here, yeah. And we're slowly coming back to the reality of knowing our true, our true reality. Okay, you're an awesome yeah, friend. I get that. <laughs> Thank you. You, your ability to recall random factoids at just the right time is impressive. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you. Um, defenseless animals are drawn to you. Oh, I mean, I knew that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> is is that why we're friends? <laughs> What's considered defenseless? I don't know. Like a like a wounded animal drawn yeah. to me because of, because you're see. so caring. You you can uh, heal anything. You know. I think that's yeah. Why don't you pick on someone your own size? That's me coming out to help the defenseless animal. <laughs> yeah, you're wonderful. Thank you. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. You're not. Uh... <laughs> These are so funny. <laughs> how is it that you? How is it that you always look great, even in sweatpants? I don't have many sweatpants, but when I do, yeah, I do look great, and I, I thank you for that compliment. Um, if you were a box of crayons, you'd be a big industrial name brand one with a built-in sharpener. Wow. Crayola, Courtney, here she comes. <laughs> That's got a ring. That's your MC name, I think, from now on. Yeah. Uh Ash, you were cool way before hipsters were cool. I have had that compliment before. Really? Because I was very beardy before anybody all the hipsters did their beard or a <laughs> top knot or something. <laughs> I bet you sweat glitter. Yeah, that is true. I do. I, I don't sweat. I glisten. That's what they say. <laughs> um, when I'm down, you always say something encouraging to help me feel better. 
Oh, thank you. That's very true. It's not a joke one. <laughs> <laughs> You're a candle in the darkness. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you are more fun than a ball pit filled with candy. Oh, that would be sticky. More fun. Yeah, that would be. You're more fun than bubble wrap. Hmm. You may dance like no one's watching, but everyone's watching because you're an amazing dancer. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, where, where am I? Being around you makes everything better. Wow. Thank you. Okay. Maybe you should wrap it up there. <laughs> Pony <Okay>. breath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That is really awkward thing to do, but it's beautiful. I feel very, very filled with um, joy. But it is very difficult. I just want to identify that. <laughs> it's very hard. Especially when they're just, you know, sweating glitter. <laughs> it's hard to take that compliment, you know? Yeah. Well, sweating a microplastic that's slowly destroying the world is... I don't know Yeah. whether that's... It's not very environmentally conscious of us. No, there is biodegradable glitter, but I'm not sure how long it... Maybe it only lasts a couple of hundred years. So, the, <laughs> so we might wrap it up there. It's been beautiful talking to you, Courtney. I hope all the ponies are uh, warm and safe. It's got really cold down here, but I'm sure elsewhere it's nice and warm. Mm. That's right, ponies. There we are. So, do you want to say your goodbyes? Yes, I just want to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's always doing that. I'm sorry. It's okay. I okay. <laughs> uh, doesn't want to say goodbye. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is great chatting with you, Ash. And uh, I love this. Wow. Doesn't let me get a word in edgewise. <laughs> yeah, I know. Man, always mansplaining. <laughs> oh well, yeah, great, great chat. Okay, let's uh, do the outro now, the beautiful outro. And I hope you, everybody's well and having a great day, whether you're sleeping or awake. Always remember we're here. You can get to... Th- in contact with us, with us on Twitter, uh, the Pony Breath Pod. Um, go and hit us up over there. Okay, love you all. Pony Breath. <laughs> <laughs>